to the Essential Scares Podcast, the only show that dares to ask the question, is it essential? I am your host, Corbin, and with me today, as always, is Bobby. We got a sensual one this week for the ladies. <laughs> and Alan. Good evening. <laughs> we have got quite a show for you today. We are going to be kicking off our month of new release coverage with Bobby's pick for the month, the movie 30 Years in the Making, Mad God. But before we get into it, Bobby has a spoiler warning. I do. This will serve as your first one and only spoiler warning for the brand new movie, 30 Years in the Making, Phil Tippett's Mad God. If you do not want Mad God spoiled for you, please skip to the time code provided in our description or show notes for our essential spoiler-free discussion. <clears throat> Phil Tippett has not only made a um, a incredible dreamscape uh, of a movie, but also simultaneously created a new aesthetic. I'm going to call this aesthetic Kids... In a neighborhood, poking at roadkill and going, gross, core. Alan. I love the addition of the core. The core it was absolutely it, yeah. needed. Thank you for that. Um, this <laughs> fever dream uh, starts with admittedly some of the most beautiful stop motion you're ever going to see in a continuous star beginning of Star Wars-esque same kind of shot over and over and over again. Um, and as you descend into this maddening, disgusting, vile world, um, you're introduced to this character who I looked this up. I didn't know his name called the assassin. He looks mm -hmm. like uh, someone in the brotherhood of steel, uh, a hell gas, you know, this just kind of masked up weird futuristic post-apocalyptic being. And he is questing through this disgusting, uh, barren world where he is eventually captured and literally ripped apart and then the movie gets really weird from that point onward so let's let's open it up from there <laughs> uh i think i i suggested this movie i liked it i thought it was very fun it is um this movie is uh the one the one thing I heard about this movie is uh, this movie hit a aesthetic choice of all horror movies fans uh, that is the the aesthetic choice of wet puppetry uh, where they 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 throw uh, slime goo and uh, globs onto puppets or in this in this instance stop motion animations uh, to uh, this movie also is a masterclass in stop motion. It's also, quite possibly, the most fucking gross movie I've ever seen in my entire goddamn life. Um, yeah. There, let me let me say let me let me say what Alan forgot uh, about the opening 20, 30 minutes of this movie. Um, there are not one but two scenes of uh, creatures shitting and being and eating shit uncontrollably. Um, there is a scene where the assassin. Who I would argue looks more like like a World War One steampunk looking kind of guy, um, uh, is walking through a room of some sort, and uh, to get to his next little elevator, because a lot of the stuff that he's doing in this opening bit, there's the elevator, and he's and there's a bunch of people being electrocuted to death forever and constantly shitting themselves, um, as he go 
uh, Aren't trans versus like down. Massive too. Like they're yes, they're really giant. Big they're huge. Yeah, they're huge. A lot of a lot of stuff is really big. Compared yeah. To them. I mean, the scale is like insane. Oh, yeah. That's something yeah. I think. Finish your thought, Bobby. That I want to yeah. go back to the scale of this movie. Yeah. I no, I'd be I'd be happy to, but I just have to reach the conclusion here because uh, the second shit thing also has to do with the thing we were talking about before the movie starts. But um. As he goes down, there is a uh, thing that is both ma- man and machine just gobbling up that duke. Just nom, 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 nom. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Poopy in my tummy. Um, a second scene, after we run into these homunculi characters, which we'll kind of get into a little bit, uh, we find out that they're being taskmastered by a weird, uh, these weird, like, overlord-looking monsters that um, have uh, tits for, for balls. Tits for testicles. Boobies for balls, um, big old bazoingas for their uh, their nutsack. Uh, it's and, deeply uh, unsettling. Every yeah, and that is I think the key part of this movie is this movie is deeply unsettling, especially that I think I've noticed some um, maybe a theme here um, about what this movie is trying to say. But we'll get into that uh, uh, later. You guys wanted to talk about the scale of everything now that I've gotten the poopy boys out of the way. <laughs> uh, it This movie plays with scale, and I think that's a big advantage of it being a stop-motion feature. Because you're allowed to go a little wild with the scale of things, just in the nature of how this movie has to be shot in general. Um, and it's just really crazy, because like... Sometimes your guy, our assassin guy, is massive compared to other things around him, and then, like Bobby pointed out, he's then also incredibly small compared to other things. It and like it doesn't feel inconsistent, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. it, even though you get such diverse ranges of sizes of things, it never necessarily like feels off at all it all kind of works together i definitely thought that he at, for a while that he was small yeah you know the movie kind of like that first like sec couple segments of the movie it it kind of like makes you feel like he is smaller like he's not a person size and that like all of those other like big things were like you know the remnants of like a normal humanity mm-hmm. um and I think that the movie overall definitely implies that he's actually just the size of a normal person. No, they imply he's bigger than the gigantic. size of a normal per- person. Um, yeah, but not by much. No, he's like he's, he's like a space marine to a normal human type thing. Because like the the last Only man with the armor on. Because when he's getting operated on by the by the the scientist, he's not like a giganto. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the last man is is shorter than all of the other yeah. like assassins. Uh, that, that, so, that, 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 that yeah yeah you can make your point i was gonna say he's a little bit bigger no, that, but yeah. yeah that was yeah. yeah um alan watched this movie uh almost two times yep i'd say one one point six times yep uh i definitely had a feeling when i finished this movie i thought you know what I'm going to do the end up doing this a disservice because I'm probably going to have needed to watch it twice. And I didn't watch it twice. And I sat on it and I was like, okay, actually, I think I understand. I, I don't think I did need to watch it twice. Alan, as somebody who did watch it twice, how do you feel like that helped you along to, the, to this? So the first time watching this, I just kept, 
it it's not that it's hard to follow per se, but it's there's just a lot that you're presented with. And I even after having the time to like process, think about it, reflect, I was like, I just I need to see the sequence of events again to try and like understand what the fuck I just experienced. And I think the benefit of that, so I I skipped like the fir- I skipped basically all of the assassin like just walking because I kind of got a great to me that the whole beginning of this movie basically just just sets the stage of like this world's fucked it's gross like it it that message got that I I understand the setting but I wanted to see like more from like where his story kind of began so like I basically started my second watch when he's like goes into that hatch and he could save that person but then the testicle tit monster the the tit testicle monster then like eats him that's like where I started the second watch um that's what okay that's interesting it's like 22 minutes into the film roughly speaking somewhere in that range um yeah I, I took I took actually the opposite that the homunculi was trying to save the assassin. Be like, you don't go down there. They always go down there and they never come back. Cause like that that's kinda how I took it. But, I did not. But that's fine. Yeah. I I also did not take it that way. <laughs> to me it was just homunculus trying to kill and it's that's the 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 weird because like there's these like weird humanoid creatures who are just killed mercilessly throughout that, those the are film. the those yeah oh yeah. those the people who get killed are the humunculi yeah oh, okay. yeah they're 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 almost human but they're not exactly they're waste like people yeah they're like made out of poop i think literally yeah. like <laughs> but yeah. i don't know i think the benefit so much was... shit in this movie <laughs> a lot there, of shit there is a, there is a lot <laughs> I think the big benefit was I, I, so full disclosure, when I was leaving work today, I was like, I think this movie's like a two out of five because, and all of that was just for animation. Everything else I hated. That's, that score has changed dramatically since the second viewing. It's now a so point five out of five. A lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, and not even the animation could save this pile of garbage. <laughs> yeah. This pile of literal shit. <laughs> a lot, lots of piles of literal shit. Um. So so the second viewing did did improve. It, to, it improved to jump it back quite a bit. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. It 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 made me appreciate because like I was pretty tired the first time I watched it. So like I'm watching this and and I kind of was like, am I gaslighting myself? Like just thinking back on this movie, like did I see what I actually saw? I kept asking myself that question, um, and I'm like, just watch it again. You've got some time. Just do it. And it. Yes, that was what you saw, Alan. You're not gaslighting yourself. Is is basically what I uh, surmised from that. But yeah, strange. Yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bobby's what? gonna be watch, watching this every day for the next year. Okay, I, this is gonna be this a new movie comfort is, movie this, instead of Beyond this, the Black Rainbow. Th- this movie is beautiful. I don't I care. I think that this is a bet. I think that this is a better comfort movie than Beyond the Black Rainbow. Uh, I can watch I actually, this movie over I, and over. I, I think this movie actually, and I think the message that it sends is a is a bleak and simultaneously beautiful one. Because uh, I, I think, I think like, and legitimately, this movie is, um, like, that's why I said, it, there's an aesthetic to this. Like, it's disgusting, but it's really not. Like, you, you watch yeah. it, and it's like, do I, is this pretty? 
like what is happening like well and especially because like <laughs> just at its core right like so many of the things that are happening are disgusting or merciless or like unnecessarily cruel yeah but at the same time like every a- single action is taking place to like benefit somebody further down below them like there's sort of this like constant cycle of like you know take taking the like this like hellish underworld like taking care of itself in a are you trying to say the trickle down economics works in hell no (laughs) no no i don't think that's what he's saying at all i made a bad joke i'm sorry it wasn't but (laughs) i guess if you want to read into that i'm sure (laughs) that's an angle (laughs) um well i because like this movie really is right it like at the end of it like it isn't there's no there is a loose plot but it's more of a meta like meta-analysis of like or an an analysis of, of like life persisting in spite of itself and like the cyclical nature of life and death death brings more life and life brings more death and like yeah well i mean yeah the cyclical nature of things is like that is obviously the core yeah tenet right because even like the overarching conflict right between like the last man the god character and the you know the witch doctor you know like the double type are like yeah. kind of at constant odds but are also kind of like just feeding into each other to like create that same circle of like the entire like the universe's rebirth and like the continuation of the exact same evils and all that kind of stuff and it's kind of cool i mean it really all came together for me yeah oh <laughs> yeah no a certain point yeah <laughs> i was like i because it, it, it stops all like they're they're reaching yeah I, I i don't know when it was i don't think you could ever tell me when it was mm-hmm. but at, at some point you're just like oh i get it because i'm like is this are they in hell? Is this about the sins of man? And then all of a sudden, I was just like, "Oh, the clocks mean a lot." Okay, and then like, because <laughs> like it's yeah. it, like, well, and then like I started thinking about like the like the beginning where they talk where they have the the Leviticus verse, yes, and, and like this idea of like what mad God would create life like this, where like, are we do we exist to 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 pull a uh, a Kojima? Do we exist just to suffer? type of thing it's, but like at the end of the day it's like it's not even about that it feels very much like there's beauty even in the most disgusting things because there's beauty in life and there's beauty in death because it's all part of the same cycle mm-hmm. and it and it still persists i don't know that that was kind of what like we talk a lot about messaging but i would a lot I'd much yeah. rather talk about the fucking sick gross stuff in this movie because that's I, just very fun so the one, i think I, yeah the one bit on the oh, messaging yeah. that i actually wanted to go off of is i kind of had a, a slight different to me i more took the the darker side uh in that when the universe is basically recreated it's still mm-hmm. fucked so I kind well, of yeah no yeah. that that yeah but absolutely to me I looked at that and to me I took that more as the core as opposed to like there's mm. beauty in life and death more so that like you can't change just how terrible things like I I went real dark with this mm. is that no I mean, matter like, what happens you can reboot everything everything still is disgusting is still gross is still dying they're still suffering there's still mercilessness like you can but try again over, but it that doesn't happened matter. over time right you know i mean the universe like was reset you know they started a new universe or whatever and then like 
it just but like I mean, eventually it got it gets to but it still gets point, destroyed you know, like, like i guess yeah i don't know yeah I guess like there's eventually like a, the universe gets you know it gets to that like point of no return and then they restart and then i guess for me i just look at that as like a super glass uh half empty kind of kind of view mm-hmm. like that it's there's nothing you can do it's just it'll but, revert uh, to this this horror over and over and over and there's nothing you can do about it but at the same time is it doesn't it at the, at the same time isn't there something about it like like yes good must necessarily seed to bad but bad must also seed to good yep i don't know i didn't i just no didn't... light without darkness right it's just like i i know, I, me... I i think i think again there's some difficulty with with like i don't even necessarily like you know based off of my spiritual beliefs agree with the message holistically but like it's a good message like mm-hmm. like typically if you talk to somebody who comes from like a more um agnostic or even like to bring spirituality into this or atheistic but that's what they're talking about is like there's purpose in in our existence and our purpose is we live our lives and then we die and then we're done and like then our food becomes body uh, our our bodies become food for the earth and the earth repurposes it and we grow and we die and the human race will die out eventually and there's nothing wrong with that it's all like it's just a natural thing, and that's just the, right. the the beginning, the middle, and end are our as our finite experience. And there's 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 people take comfort in that. I don't. Um, right. But <laughs> but but that but, is but the people core of this, but people do movie, yeah. basically right. Is that like that message is is inherent in this movie, just cranked to like a thousand of like how yeah. like how disgusting can that idea be taken? Basically, <laughs> what what is the like the most negative logical extent that you can take that yeah. idea to that's that is mad god yeah hmm. uh so uh one quick thing that i wanted to i wanted to ask you guys and only because i i thought of it a couple times uh getting off of the messaging a little bit but oh, yeah. aesthetically uh not just from the way that the movie is shot but like a lot of other little things did it make you guys think of it, like any other particular properties i know alan you already mentioned fallout which i definitely didn't get but while we're while the assassin is going through those first couple of segments especially when his uh pod is like being lowered down like one of my very first notes was like this reminds me of limbo okay. it reminds me of like a plate of like a play dead game yeah yeah um, it has that kind of like it has that same feeling the aesthetic is not there but like the vibe was there for me i mean it's going to be two weeks in a row that I get to mention one of my favorite video games of all time, Bloodborne, baby. Uh, specifically, <laughs> The Alchemist. I mean, literally, like, The Alchemist is basically Murgo's wet nurse. Like, all, like, very, very similar kind of feel and, like, presence and ominence, carrying this crying baby, constantly whined, like... This 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 movie exhumes Bloodborne energy um, in so many different ways, but that's I mean that was one of the big ones for me as I just kept going. Yeah, I could see these disgusting creatures in a chalice dungeon and be very scared that they would be coming at me with their ball tits. Oh, ball tits is good. Uh sorry <laughs> that, that, that 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 tickled me a little bit. Um. I mean, right, uh, uh, Labyrinth was actually something I thought of. For so, like, 
I, I don't think they could be more different in their approach to it, but there's just something similar with like, there's some gross, there's some really interesting gross puppetry in there and in yeah. Labyrinth. Um, and what was the other one? There was something like, again, there's just maybe doom like, 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 because there's like, there's, that. There, there's, there's like a lot of biotechnical stuff happening yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Like, that the other it. one, speaking of like biotech and all that vibe, like the other one that it made me think of, and it was a uh, Warhammer forty thousand. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, def- yes. definitely a few times. A few times, like there was certain like scenes where they were doing certain things, and I was like, oh, like this is what Grimdark is like actually like. Like this is what yeah. like Warhammer like pretends that it is. Is this vibe? I would assume <laughs> would uh, that creature that cap that like captures the assassin is, is that like one of the ones that feels very warhammer like i'm not into warhammer nearly as much as these two but seeing that like mechanical not 100 percent mechanical snake thing that attacked him like is that kind of like up that vein yeah. i mean that part and then like the entire war pig section yeah yeah exactly for sure, for the sure. whole war pig section and the whole bit in the the foundry where like the homunculi are just like wasting their lives for like minutia of progress like yeah that's that's the kind of thing that like in warhammer like they do talk about that it's written but like you never see it you know because mm-hmm. the franchise just doesn't get that dark but but it's there yeah this yeah. Sweet, it this takes the subtext of warhammer and makes it the text <laughs> well like again like bit. That's like the idea. Yeah, I I also felt that the part I felt it the most is when we I saw how big the assassin really was in compared to humans. But like for sure, and it's and that yeah. war pig scene, I was like, oh man, this is what actual like, just like, like they because like the tanks are like the size of fucking cities. Like, like, so yeah. No, I yeah. I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> um. Okay, so again, getting back into this movie is like we said, there's less of a firmly held plot in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, typically speaking, you're watching the spoiler section, but I would say that, like, in all honesty, even if we're spoiling all of this for you, we're not. We just aren't. Like, this is a movie that I think, if you're yeah. if if you're like, man, I kind of want to watch this movie. You should. It's a movie that should be experienced. Um, and cause no amount of me telling you what you're watching. So, but in the effort of telling us, you know, what was some of the, what was some of the parts that stuck in your head? Like a lot. Um, when they are, uh, carving up the assassin and they're pulling out all that no. stuff out of him and like, they're like all the way to impossibly deep right yeah. in his body, pulling out so many things, so many more things that could ever be in there. <laughs> And books and in pearl necklaces and <laughs> yeah and like that scene i think i'll always remember for a couple of reasons first of all because like the assassin was still like alive as much as he could yeah. be alive right uh second of all because it's like one of the grosser scenes but also very funny it's like evil dead yeah. style like gore because like it's played all the way past the level of and just straight into hilarity um and I think that was also kind of, the, that was a big turning point for the story where, like, the movie starts to tell something more than just, like, abstract scenes of decay. Um, and 
you know, that's like when you find out, you know, what the what the assassin is more or less and all that kind of like. So I think like that was like the scene for me. That one. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Alan. So scene that sticks in my head. Hmm. I think of all of them. It's near the end of the film where the those i don't even know how to describe these guys they have like the cages on their face and they get shocked by the other oh like the giants yeah so they fight and like this other really small goblin looking creature like tortures them for no like Mm -hmm. for no apparent reason just tortures them and then this like disgusting fuck feeds like sea monkeys it'd be the best way to describe his little pets and then just feeds him to a spider. Like, it stuck with me because it kind of comes out of nowhere that they introduce this guy to just really set the, the, the tone of, like, this person's bad. Like, you've seen a lot of bad things happening throughout this film. All sorts of weird things. Corbin's Corbin scene's a prime example of one where you, you watch the assassin get ripped into pieces. It's it's hilarious, but then you think about it and you're like, oh, that's that's pretty gross. Because before that scene, he's also, like, humiliated in front of other people, too, by, like, stripping him down and everything. But there's just something about this weird, deformed creature being so cruel for no reason that just bothers me a lot and kind of just stuck yeah. in my head. He's I think like, that's a core component of, like, the God message, actually, is that is that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Of like what what sort of mad god would would just like like yeah. get, like allow because like it's like the bigger sea monkey is like feeding what it might be its child and then like it runs away to safety oh. and the like and oh no yeah. like that's okay like, yeah, oh no is very and funny. like that you know that like guy whatever whatever he is the assistant of you know the witch doctor the alchemist that comes in later he has like perfect control over that that's a controlled environment yeah. he like opened he nice, opened the thing like, yeah neon and beautiful and like the music changes even, and is really he's flowery. got perfect control to give all of the everybody living in there like this wonderful little life and with that power he chooses not to yeah he chooses terror <laughs> but he but the spider doesn't attack the fleas that are having a little tea party that's a really that weird funny. bit. Playing cards. <laughs> Playing <laughs> cards, drinking tea, and they look like they see this creature get carted off by some spider looking thing, and they're like they they most they mostly just look annoyed that their game got interrupted more than anything. Like it's it's such a weird little scene, but it's very funny. Yeah. I will say the part that really stuck out for me. Um, because it, I feel, I felt so bad. Um, so it's when the little homunculi and the assassin are like face to face and the homunc, the assassin turns around and the homunculi tries to stop him. Now you guys read it differently than I did apparently, but like for some reason I didn't, cause I didn't know what's happening. I read it as like, no, wait, stay. You like, it was, it, it was trying to do a selfless act. And like the idea of like the no good deed goes unpunished type thing, just absolutely. I was like, I was like, 
Man, like, you've barely seen any real level of autonomy in the first time this creature tries to do something good. And in hindsight, absolutely trying to do something good. Because, like, he was trying to, like, if we buy it that way, trying to save, like, it just becomes like, oh, man, that's real sad. And I think, like, there's just, like, it, it, it depresses the entire mood. But then, like, like you said, there's, like, these moments of, like, this really just black, like, onyx black uh, comedy that you're just like, man, that was just a really dour note and otherwise just really interesting. Like, like, yeah. So I don't know that it just sticks in my brain. It's not, it's not the goriest, and it's not even the most like aesthetically like thing at all. Like the and like you're 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 not even you're taught by that point. The movie is teaching you like, yeah, these things just die like a lot. But you, you, they still manage to make you feel something in that moment of just like, no, <laughs> you could have been yeah. saved. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That that spoke to me a little bit. I really liked it. Something else I think we, we should hit on a bit is the stop motion aspect of this. I know we talked briefly oh, yeah. about it, but like yeah. there are... There are moments when you're watching this, you just entirely forget that this is a stop motion film. Like, it's that damn good. It's, I personally don't have a lot of experience with stop motion films. It's not something I've really watched a lot of. But I've actually, I'd wagered 90% of the stop motion you've experienced in your life was by Phil Tippett. <laughs> Probably. Based on the movies he's done and that you've watched. Like, <laughs> I actually made stop motion at one point uh, in my in my early internet career when I was in junior high. Me and my buddies, uh, we we there was this there was this claymation guy that we really liked on uh, Newgrounds called Knox. And uh, he, we just basically copied his stuff. So I actually know all too. We copied his stuff a little hard. We super plagiarized, uh, but uh, uh, all too well. Uh, how hard it is to fucking make a claymation? Oh, yeah. Like it is did, animation uh, at all? Yeah. I did some stop motion with like with Legos, like way back in the day, and I definitely like no matter what the medium is, like stop motion is so such a painful experience yeah it is, <laughs> well, I mean, it is. just just think if this is a 24 frame per second film just like think through this you've got 24 frames for one second yeah. how how much can you move in a second how much can you move a being in a second like nothing because if you do then you're gonna have like a super blurry weird look to like to get the motion to feel fluid, I mean, it's, it's, we, Bobby mentioned it, you know, this is the spoiler section, we're spoiling the movie, but like, we're not. You, you, you cannot understand just how good this stop motion is until you see it in motion itself. Like, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, and there's definitely not a lot to spoil right i mean it's a visual movie for, yeah, you know? yeah i mean um, the the, the yeah, one the, there's a couple of lines of dialogue one of them being oh no they're actually i, so, I think so, that's the only line yeah, of might english be. dialogue <laughs> everything else is like babies talking and like god whatever the fuck that whatever like, the fuck that thing that had the baby gibberish yeah that, that was like yeah that baby was like the overlord of like the the foundry area like. yeah and like it's a weird fucking mouth Ugh. yeah speaking of did you guys feel bad for the uh the universe baby 
by the end yeah. of it? No. Really? Why? I so I so I was it, hoping it didn't do anything. <laughs> I was hoping I was hoping the universe baby was gonna make it out okay. I I, I will say I held on hope to the very end. Yeah, I mean, it cried like a regular baby. It didn't do anything except live inside the assassin, our main character. I mean, like I, I had no reason to yeah. to want anything bad to happen to that. Yeah. I didn't necessarily <laughs> want anything bad to happen to it, but when it stopped crying because it cried for ten minutes straight in this film, I wasn't upset about that. Wow, heartless. That's terrible. That's terrible. I just, I just this honestly. This is why Alan had the ha- half glass empty uh, yeah. outlook on this yeah. movie. We just, yep. we cracked the case here. Yeah. 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 I mean, there you go. <laughs> Alan hates life, apparently. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Alan, Alan felt happiest when the baby was killed. Yeah. Uh, more <laughs> at nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the most innocent character in this entire movie. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Oh. Uh, speaking of the baby, because, um, it made me think of it, but did any you guys have a favorite like puppet or uh, design? Oh, and it made me think great. of it only because like mine was definitely that like alchemist, like absolutely big long yeah. hands and the dude, the, yeah, the hat and the uh, the plague mask and like man, that came together. Yeah, that was a look. I mean, it's it it. Well, you said it already. It it's it's got bloodborne energy all over it. <laughs> it if 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 any media gives me that like. I'm happy. <laughs> okay, so I kind we didn't talk about this scene. Bobby's at all. was the Minotaur. No, no, no. Actually, <laughs> actually, this I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, there's a scene in the early beginning of the movie where like the guy go like the the assassin opens up a door to an apartment, and there's like a monkey looking guy, and then yeah, there's there, a monkey chained to a to a table. And then there's a doll in the corner, <laughs> like f- fingering herself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You uh, know what that sequence made me think of? Oddly enough, Bioshock? courage. No, courage. The cowardly oh. dog. Because like there's a you want to know what made like, those bones? He like yeah, opens you know up those doors, <laughs> and like there's yeah. the weird things happening. Like it just kind of it kind of felt like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you're just like nope. <laughs> Just what everything in that room. I not like now. I'm thinking about it, it's like I didn't like any of that. So I loved every <laughs> all of that. Like, like I think like the combination of items in that room was just so strange, and that's where, like that really made it. Because I, like, I didn't realize things I, don't go together. I didn't realize the monkey was chained. I thought it was the monkey's apartment. And then, <laughs> he was like strapped to the table. Oh, I thought he was just laying out, just like. <laughs> like he was just like he was like fucking nodding out like that's like i didn't see the ch- i didn't, I yeah, didn't... either either way yeah. I mean, yeah doesn't matter particularly but yeah right but yeah so yeah oh. that, that for me i think that everything in that weird fucking room was pretty was pretty metal for me or this the fucking very metal yes oh very metal like the weird like like they're kind of huge, like the robot, the giant, like molten robot men. You know what I'm talking about? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, like, there's just like, there's just so much. This movie's gonna make you or go, the vi- what the, the fuck was that? Many, big, many, many times. The big old viruses, or the fact that like, there's another assassin in that city who just gave up. You see them for just a second, like it's just like, yeah. god damn. God, weird. 
This is my favorite Berserk arc. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs Volume Seven when I've got Mad God? <laughs> it's the same. I, it, 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 that they're they I are. I can see guts just walking through like this area. It, like, yeah, it absolutely does. Like yeah. at any point, the camera could have panned, and you could have just seen guts with his sword, just like walking in the distance. It's like uh, you know the Gatsu theme from yeah, sure. the hit from the the, the 1997 anime adaptation of Berserk. You guys want to rate this bad boy? Let's rate this bad boy. I do. But you're in it. If we're gonna do that, uh-huh. Bobby, I need a, a a a PhD level dissertation on how that's done. Okay, so here's how we do it. Okay. We rate zero to five. Okay. With half points allowed. Based. So, um. You might think, oh, okay, so then like a 3.25 is totally fine. You'd be incorrect, but a 3.5 is fine. Um, with that all being said, Alan, you said your score has changed since your second viewing. Change, it originally was a 2? Correct. How has that changed for you? We've gotten up to a 3.5 out of 5. Um, quite a jump. Now, for me, the big reason that it's not going to get... I Like, I couldn't really go any higher than that is... This movie was challenging for me, but just in general, like I, this is not a movie I, I would I would have never watched this. You you could tell me, Alan, you got to watch it. I would watch a trailer for this and be like, "Fuck that! I'm out. No chance that I'm watching this movie." Um, <laughs> and I think it's important to watch those movies that you know you don't want to watch, um, because you get to see something like this that makes you appreciate an aspect of the medium that there's just not a lot of examples of. Like, there's really not a good massive amount of these movies out there. Um, But still, just there's aspects of this film that just kind of rubbed me. Like, I kind of said in the beginning, there's like 10 to 15 minutes of just descending. And it's setting the stage for the world you're in, and I get that. But man, that is not, to me, like, it just didn't, it, it didn't work for me at all, that beginning bit. Like, I was so out of it. Um, you know, I I like there to be a little bit more of a through line and a plot. Uh, this movie felt kind of like Fantasia does, where it's like, yeah, this is all, like, a conglomerate that's loosely connected to each other, but there's not a, like, concrete f- through line throughout it. Um, but, I mean, overall, the things that this movie does well, I mean we've talked about it the stop motion animation is is i mean it's 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 probably the best that is out is there it to die for yes actually that is a pretty good way to sum it up um but yeah this movie also did gore pretty well and i haven't hasn't come up in a little while bit of a gore fiend over here that is true uh, the the scene of the assassin being literally ripped apart is is so good like on so many levels, it's disgusting and great. Um, but yeah, so I, I ended up at a three and a half. I was at a two because I just didn't, it didn't, it just didn't click with me on the first viewing. And that two, those two points were just purely on the animation work alone because like it's good and zero for every other aspect of the movie. So it's gotten, it's gone up to a, a, a solid three and a half for me. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'll go next. 
I don't know if Bobby is gonna score higher than me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I I don't know how well it came off during the review portion, but I loved this movie. I loved everything about it, right? It was a joy to watch. (laughs) I told you it was one of them. (laughs) Yes! Yes! It was a joy to watch. I've always loved stop motion animation and like puppetry and seeing that taken to just like its absolute zenith of artistry at for an entire movie was so so cool uh we didn't talk about it a lot but like this movie has like has literally zero dialogue and to supplement that the music is very very good it changes with every section that you're in and it fits the environment so perfectly um i disagree with alan i like that that first 30 minutes i absolutely love i love how it's taking you through all these various hellscapes and like you kind of don't quite know yet what the movie is about and like you almost don't have time to think about it because there's so many awkward things to look at and it feels kind of like a video game storytelling like i can imagine this as a game where like you're just going from a to b and you don't even know why yet and then like as you're going you know you figure it out it kind of (laughs) amnesia was kind of like that actually um and that it really really worked for me um I don't know. I loved it. I'm going to give this a four and a half out of five. Um, I'm in my, in my journey with essential scares, I have learned, um, that, uh, I like movies that are absolutely fucking bonkers. Um, and mad God is absolutely fucking bonkers. Um, I also, from the gorgeous stop motion to the message being bleak to to making literal shit and murder into something like weirdly beautiful um it's awesome the music by the way i also noticed and i'm someone who very typically does not notice music in scores i like which is weird because like I I, 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 which is kind of funny, actually. Yeah, yeah. Considering <laughs> I, I, I have a fairly good background with music, and I love musicals, but um, just scoring it doesn't always hit me. This time it did it. Like if a score, if I notice a score in a good way, that means it's just that damn good of a score, and it is that damn good of a score. Um, I'm also at a four and a half out of five. Uh, I, I do think that like this movie is um. I think this movie, while I liked it a lot, I do think this movie has some approachability issues um, that makes it really, really yeah. difficult. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, at all. <laughs> uh, that like if I were to, like I, I like it. It was like, oh yeah, yummy, yummy, yummy. Let me, let me eat that the the shit out of the out of the ball tits butt mouth right now. But uh, like that sentence is very <laughs> is very difficult for a lot of people. <laughs> Um, so, uh, weak stomachs. Uh, I do not advise this movie. Uh, yeah, but yeah, four and a half out of five for sure. Nice. Um. Well, hey, the other thing we do here at Essential Scares is discuss whether or not a movie is essential to horror as a whole. Uh, now this section is spoiler free. 
Um, honestly, the whole podcast is basically spoiler free because, as we mentioned a couple times, this movie has a very, very thin. <laughs> uh, you will, story. you yeah, we will tell you things. You'd be like, surely it cannot be, and again, <laughs> yeah. surely it is. <laughs> um, but if you did skip forward to this section, uh, Alan gave it a three and a half out of five. Bobby and I both gave it a four and a half out of five. Uh, let's just repeat our order here. Okay, Alan. Is this movie essential? This movie was essential even when it was a two out of five. All right. That was, <laughs> it was a very easy for me to go. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's pretty easy. Why? Um, the stop motion in this by itself, you could make the argument that it's essential on that alone. Just outright. I, I mean, I, I don't think that's really like saying too terribly much there. Like it's uncanny how realistic this motion is in the way it was filmed and in how visceral it feels while using a technique that to to get precise motion in something like a scalpel as an example is not an easy task and to do that uh what let's see so that scene probably takes five seconds but you know you've got couple hundred frames you've got to deal with to get that to feel right like the mastery that's on display in this film is out of this world that alone makes it essential for me on top of that it also just has layers upon layers upon layers of you of things you just haven't seen in other horror movies like it's it's unique in that re- regard, and I think that's something that should be lauded as well. So like it's a combo for me that it's an absolute yes. Wild, wild, wild. Uniqueness yeah. is, is is a metric for uh for for uh for essentiality, essentiality. here yeah. here here now, but you know beyond the black rainbow, it's a different story. It's really just really weird for me. You really know what's funny? I've honestly I like. like I've I we've Alan's talked about it. I've come around Rainbow. since <laughs> that film, and my second viewing, I enjoyed it a hell of a lot more. Yeah, because it's a beautiful movie. Um, yeah. Corbin, please. So <laughs> yes, um, I so I agree with Alan on both counts. I think that those are the two counts for me. Uh, I enjoyed the movie quite a lot more than he did, but I mean, for me, like, what makes this an essential watch is the quality of the stop motion animation the master class of the puppetry at work like that is an art that is core to horror as a whole and this is some of the best and i think if you care about film and like the industry and all that like this is a must watch for that reason and uh i also totally agree with alan on like the uniqueness of things and even taking that a step further what really struck me while watching this is that there are so many like creature designs and visuals that are like wow like that's like something crazy i've never seen before and they're all so like disparate from each other but they all still fit and are aesthetic enough that it's not like oh this is some kooky like college kid just like slapped a bunch of random things together like everything still kind of like makes a degree of sense while being extremely otherworldly and there is a degree of talent required there to take a creature design to that level and this is just and uh, like every segment is only like six minutes long and they're all full of new creatures like that and it's just crazy seeing so many um so for me it's a yes um i was going to say no 
I want to say start off right now. I was going to say yeah. no. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, uh, I think that it has this, 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 and this. Yes, I love the movie, but I don't know if it's going to be essential for these reasons. Uh, I changed my mind. Uh, the reason I changed my mind is because I, I realized something. This is, I think, the only movie that has been, that's a horror movie that is primarily, if not almost exclusively, stop motion. Um, it just hasn't been done before. I thought there might have been something, but no. The closest it, thing we get is, is like, like Frankenweenie. Were... Yeah. It was, we get like, yeah. like Frankenweenie, which is not a scary movie. I'm sorry. And it's also only like 10 minutes long. Right? Yeah. Oh, well, no, they did a, they did a CG. They, 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 yeah, they, they had a full, they had yeah. a full length or whatever. Or like, you know, Corpse Bride or you know which is like those are not scary movies right they're they're horror adjacent right night nightmare uh before christmas is horror adjacent but it's not scary it's not it's not to shock and f- bring fear to your heart um this movie does um so it has like and so yeah it's got to be essential this is just hasn't been done before and it's done beautifully um so yeah absolutely essential that's a, That's it. That's all I got. Like, I was. I, I was. I was sincerely about to say no, and I think part of me was about to say no just on principle. I was like, I've been saying yes too much lately. So here comes a no. I definitely thought that. Yeah. That going into this movie, I was like, I. I almost felt like I had to find a reason for it to yeah. be a no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've said yes a lot, like four or five weeks in a row. <laughs> I mean, it's been. When's the last thing we said no to? It was before Jordan Peele month. Spoiler. <laughs> I. I. Uh oh, Willy's Wonderland. That was my last no. You have notes. When was my last no? I don't. I don't have all of them down yet. You're rude. You're a rude person. Just yeah. think, thinking exclusively yourself. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You're right. It was probably that one or Crimes of the Future, which I think we all said no to. Yeah. That was the triple. Probably, that was a right. triple no. Speaking yeah. of speaking of Corbin, only thinking of himself. Uh, where are your handles? Where can we find you guys? <laughs> Uh, you can find me anywhere at Corbangerang. I tweet exclusively about my own interests and my own problems. And if you're interested in that, you should uh, come and come and find me. Uh, I have been up to uh, not a whole lot this last weekend. We went up to the Renaissance Fair, uh, f- fully geeked out. Um, Bobby was there with me. Su- super fun, great time. Uh, Besides that, I've been uh, painting a lot more for uh, Warhammer, getting into a new scheme for a new army, and, um, oh, playing a lot of multiverses and Power Wash Simulator. Those are my two video game loves right now. So it's been great. Uh, at Corbangerang. You can find me at a seal punter just about anywhere. Um, I picked that guitar up and tried to play master of puppets for the first time in uh 10 years probably let me tell you uh that fucking riff is real hard when you haven't tried to play it in a while um so that was that was fun um just just to try and and get that underneath my fingers again um i for for the hell of it i tried to alternate pick it I just couldn't because when I did play that, it was all downstrokes as it should be for the record. Um, So it was just very funny. Like I I even attempted and it was like, I I literally, I literally cannot play it that way. Um, I also started playing some power wash simulator. My wife made fun of me. She doesn't get it. 
that's fine. Uh, that game is so cathartic. That is the way you can, like, seriously, if you've got Game Pass, just try it. You can down, you've, you've got game streaming if you've got Game Pass too. You don't even need to download it on your Xbox, all right? It's right there. Just give it a shot. It's so oddly satisfying to make the dirt go away. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> a seal punter, just about anywhere. Uh, Alan, before Bobby goes, I and only because I just remembered, I started a uh, drawing of the three today. Oh. There we go! <laughs> drawing Great of the book. three is so good. That a chick? Oh my god. That yeah. chum. <laughs> That's the only, the only part I've read so far. That a chick, that a chum. That a chick, that a chick. Look out, Roland, you've chum. got the key. Um... You can find me at twitch.tv slash TheRedWinnie. That's the best handle to find me at. Uh, all my relevant socials are linked there. Uh, I also stream right now Thursdays from 9 to whenever I get tired of the game. And it's play- playing Clock Tower right now for the podcast. So right now it's a lot of that. Um, and on Sundays I do Raid Night. I'm also considering doing a, a another day for Multiverse. I started playing it uh, literally last night. Um, uh, uh, day of recording, not day of uh, viewing, obviously. Uh, so, and, uh, uh, have already put a few hours into the game. So, um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It is, uh, very fun. It is a, it seems like the type of game that is like competitively focused smash, uh, Super Smash Brothers. So I really like it a lot. Uh, that is a game I had a lot of fun with. Super Smash Brothers is a game I have a lot of fun with. And so this one being a little bit more, um, even playing fields and newer system, things like that. I, it makes me feel like I have a fighting chance still. Um, so yeah, twitch.tv slash threadweenie. If I'm playing, uh, follow me now so you get notifications when I'm doing stuff. Pew. Nice. Uh, and you can follow the podcast anywhere at Essential Scarce. We're active on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and we'd love it if you gave us a follow. Um, in the bios for all of our socials is a link to our Discord um and we're active in there every single day talking about movies music and video games and other things if you wanted to i mean we're always open to that uh come in say hi uh we're always taking suggestions for future movies and games uh to cover bobby mentioned it already but our next video game that we're covering is the original clock tower the snes version and that is uh this next like quarter so in the next you know month or two we'll have that episode up so apparently the game is pretty short um so if you wanted to play through that before our episode go and find a uh, copy online of uh, clock tower for snes um bobby looks like he has something he wants to add. I, I, I mean you can also get the pc version on abandonware which i think is a free and legal access to resources yeah, yeah. there you go and that's actually the version we're playing so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a snes port you know so yeah that's fair <laughs> um, it's the thought that counts. that's right uh that's it though for this week uh next week we are continuing our theme of catching up on or not catching up keeping up with new new releases uh with my pick prey which is the new predator movie uh, a little bit confusing i think confusingly titled but uh here we are <laughs> uh until then uh you can watch that movie it comes out it's for for free included with your hulu subscription so check that out that's next week 
Um, but uh, until then, if you like the show, like it, rate it, subscribe, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your mom. And uh, but not your dad. Never your dad. Do not share with your no, father. This is it's not dad show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to Alan and Bobby for being on the show with me. I've been your host, Corbin, and this has been Essential Stakes. Play that breakdown, baby. Yeah.